Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. One of the last Wednesdays of this year. So excited to be with you guys. Listen, if you're new to the podcast, I want to thank you for taking the time out to listen. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. And for those of you all that are continuously supporting the podcast, for those of you all that are returning today, thank you as well for your continued love and support. Make sure that you continue to share, spread the good word of the Between the Dream podcast and let your people know. So two days ago, if you were listening in on the podcast, we started what is going to be a three-part series for this week um, focused around dealing with grief during the holidays. I did a solo act on Monday. Today, I'm super excited. I have an amazing guest with me. And then Friday, uh, we're going to be closing it out with another amazing guest. And I got, you know, we got flavor from all over the country, right? I'm over here in Seattle. Today's guest is out of Chicago, and then Friday's guest is in Jersey. So you're getting covered from almost every side of the country possible, and I'm super excited about what they're going to bring to the, day, to the table Excuse me, in this conversation. Today, on the line, I've got my brother out of Chicago, Trey Busy. Alec and I, we got a chance to go to college together at Northern Illinois University, and this dude has been taking over the scene with his, uh, I love it, the, the phrase of stomping the stigma around mental health. He is the host of the Let's Talk It Out podcast, and he's been doing some great, great things around the mental health piece and being able to help people. I thought it was only right and fitting that I brought him in today for this conversation. Um, he carries a wealth of knowledge and experience, and man, honestly, with what he's been able to do and just reaching people in the conversation of mental health, I think it's really important because not only does he carry his experience, but he's been able to carry what he's learned from others and the conversations that have been so pertinent and important um, with the people that he's been blessed to encounter. So without further ado, Trey Busy is on the line from the Let's Talk It Out podcast. Alec, what up, bro? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. Man, thank you for having me, man. I, you know, I don't want to let you down. You know, after that introduction, I gotta, I gotta live up to the expectations now. Hey, 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 baby, listen, I'm gonna make sure I intro you in the right way. You hear me? I, man, you know, it's so funny, man. I, I always, um, people introduce me. I'm like, oh man, you know, let me, you know, straighten up a little bit. You know, this, this, I can't let them down. <laughs> you know, you know, a funny story. That is actually me during my speeches. I kid you not. Um, and it's so weird because like some places are asked, like, hey, um, can you send us over a bio? Or they'll end up getting my bio off of my website. And the thing is, that I completely forget about that part. Um, <laughs> it, it makes it weirder though when I have the bio read by people that know me and they still read off the bio. I'm just like, yo. And it's weird because when that bio is going, man, I'm like, yo, like, this is me? And then it, it kind of, it puts me in this weird predicament. I'm like, I know I'm good, but dang, did I gas myself up like this when this was written out originally? <laughs> like, Listen, man. It, it does something. Humble dude, me. man. You a humble dude, man. It's the same with me. When when people uh, comment and leave, like, uh, remarks on Apple Podcasts, I'm saying, oh, Alec is a great interviewer. He's a great host. And he knows. I'm like, whoa, whoa, you guys throwing that word around a little bit too yeah. much. Hey, Slow down know, a little bit. That, you know what, that might be personal goal for us for 2020. We got to be able to walk in these things, man, the way that they've been called and claimed over our lives, right? If, if, if people see it and say it, yo, it's something there. It's something there. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Again, man, I appreciate you inviting me on. Most definitely, man. So like I said, you know, we, we've already talked about it, but, you know, with the flow of everything, um, man, this, this, this whole, I mean, the holiday season is great, right? It's so exciting, right? We're around family. We're around friends loved ones that we haven't seen in a while. Um, but man, grief exists. Grief is a real thing during these seasons. And so I was inspired the other day. 
um, to really get this podcast going for this particular series because of the fact that I had a conversation with somebody who's been dear to me. Um, and it's crazy because our interaction has only come through the gym, uh, but lost their husband a few months ago. And uh, man, she she was in tears Monday, just randomly as she walked by and I hopped off the Stairmaster, sweaty as all get out, man, just tried to love on her to the best of my ability. It's crazy because she's probably old enough to be my grandmother, but you know, at that in that moment, man, just felt that takeover of like, yo, you got to be able to speak life and just just love on it, but understand the space and, and what she's in. And it, it it hit me in a really hard way because I'm like, man, this is one of those things that and it's talked about, but I think at, at times, man, um, even with it being talked about, some of us who talk about it don't necessarily identify with it, or maybe we haven't identified it in our own lives, right? Yeah. And so. Um, that, that was the start of this. And I know you've got some amazing experience that you want to share with this. So for the listeners on today, we're about to jump straight into this. I just want to let you know, this is going to be broken down in three different ways, though. We're going to address grieving from the people who are actually in the space of grief. We're going to address grief in the space of people who might be uh, portraying some of the actions of an individual that is grieving, but maybe they don't know that they're actually grieving. And this is why you're having some of the responses and actions behind what you're doing. And then finally, for those of you all who aren't grieving, but you do find yourself in a space where you're surrounded or maybe connected to some people who are in a heavy season of grief, right? It is important for you to know how to manage and help as well because you are capable. So with that being said, Alec, I know you have something you wanted to throw straight at us when it comes to the first conversation, which we're going to hit on, which is tips for people who are dealing with grief during the holiday. What you got for me? Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the main things um, that I tell people, you know, if I'm trying to help them out, if they're dealing with grief or, you know, it's a troubling time of the year. This I'm, I've dealt with this myself, right? Personally, from a personal standpoint, we all lost loved ones, mm-hmm. we, you know, and around the holiday, especially the extended family, you know, the, the, the whole Thanksgiving and Christmas, we all get together, but you feel like this person is missing. Um, a big thing that you can do, is do like a memorial for them, right? Mm-hmm. Like some a small little memorial. It could be something simple, you know, such as um, lighting a candle for them, or you know, setting out some of their favorite things. Just just a remembrance, just so you could like feel their presence a little bit. You know, you don't you don't have to completely ignore the fact that they exist. You know, a lot of times people think that you know they're just supposed to just forget. You know, okay, you know that person's gone. They want you to be happy. I mean, that that's always gonna be a, it's always going always gonna be a hole in your heart, man. It's always gonna be a hole in your heart. So uh, doing something for like as a remembrance doesn't have to be anything huge. Like again, something small like lighting a candle or something like that. that's a big thing that you can do if you're losing someone. Um, and I heard you talk about it um, in, in the last episode, setting healthy boundaries, right? I mean, that's, that's huge, man. That's a huge thing that you could, you could do. Um, if you don't want to be around people for, well, not technically be around people, but you don't want to go to certain events or be around certain, certain like holiday traditional things that you usually do because they give you bad, bad memories or bad feelings. Mm-hmm. Learn to say no, right? Learn to say no. And that sounds simple, but a lot of people are, are, quote unquote, yes, men or yes, women, like they're just so used to stay. They don't want to people pressure them. They, they, they are susceptible to peer pressure. Mm-hmm. So if someone invites them somewhere. They feel like they have to go. Everybody's going to be there. But if you are not comfortable being there, because again, it's something that's going to make you feel like the, the emptiness and something that's going to just make you feel the grief. You know, you're going to have those bad memories. Just learn to say no. It sounds yes. simple, but it's 100 percent possible so i want to break that down real quick too since you brought that up Um, i think it's important so 
because you mentioned the people being pleasers or yes men and women sometimes. And of course, when you're in a vulnerable space, it's a lot harder for you to say no um, when you find yourself in like that type of area. So how do you get to the no? If, if, you, if you had to give anything to somebody to say, how do you get to the no? Uh, because the reality is, and you know how anxiety works, man, like in a, definitely in a space of vulnerability like that, it's almost like being put on the spot, right? When somebody says, hey, we want, we want you to come out or let's do this, or maybe you're already in the thick of it, but when you're in the thick of it, you realize, yo, I probably shouldn't be here right now. How do you help somebody and guide them to that no, um, even when the, 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 the pressuring thoughts and everything else around them are starting to like weigh in heavy during this time? So one thing I like to say, because not everybody has the same mindset as me, right? You know, or you, they don't have the same strength to just be like, no, straight up. Because people know, they they call me the, the bad word, you know, a-hole because of the way I say no. But I, I'm comfortable and I'm able to say it. So one thing you have to do is become a little bit more selfish, right? Because right. obviously why you're saying yes is because oh, everybody else is going to be there. Or, you know, oh, such and such is going to be there. Or what they really want me to go. You have to start being, you have to be a little bit more selfish. In a good way, though, for yourself, mm -hmm. right? For your own healing, for your own you know, mental health, you have to be able to say, no, you have to selfishly be like, no, I can't, you know? And I, sometimes they say, why, you know, that's, and that's another reason why you say why. And every time you give them a reason, they, they, you know, fish around it a little bit. You know how it is, man. I can't go because it's oh, you know, don't worry about that. I'll help you with that later. Or I'll do this. I'll do that. Just say no. And then, and then they start and they ask why anybody, because I don't want to yeah. period. That's all you that have was, to say. That was one of the points that I made the other day, just about being honest, like just being real. Right. So let's take it past death. Right. And I know you can vibe with me on this. We talk about relationships ending, you know, neither person has passed away, but the relationship is ended. Right. And sometimes, you know, friends, they, they want to in, in good intention, they all want to take you out. Let's, let's, let's get you out the house. Let's make sure you're good. But maybe some of the activities that they want to do or maybe some of the spaces that they want to take you into are a reminder of what you just left or maybe what just left you right on the side of relationship. And, and, and we see it sometimes like that, but maybe don't always know it. Right. Or we just kind of know we don't want to go, but we haven't been able to actually vocalize and be honest and say, this is exactly why I don't want to do it. And from what I'm hearing you say, and I know what I, I've been pushing we have got to be okay with being completely honest. It might come off as being a jerk or you said an a-hole, but at the end of the day, honesty is king. And I know kind of as a society, we kind of pulled away from honesty or sometimes when we state our full truth, it can kind of be considered harsh or maybe not always correct. Yeah. So again, it's not, it doesn't have to always be losing someone you know, to death, obviously, uh, relationships, you know, can end, especially around the holidays and certain things remind you of this person, but you have to, one thing that you can do is create new traditions that yeah. they're, out, they're outside of this person, you mm -hmm. know, do find new hobbies, right? Like, I mean, go join an online book club, you know, pick up a good, good book. Uh, Richard got a, quite a few of them, pick up a good book. <laughs> like I, like I pub you on your own podcast. Okay. So you, you know, find something that's different, break the mold of your everyday life that you would, that you experienced when you were with this person, do something different, interact with new people, create new memories. Cause these, I mean, this, again, you're not going to be able to get past, uh, uh, ended relationship just by living and doing everything the same way that you were doing when they were around. Cause so many things are going to remind you of this person. So yeah. it's again, it's important to go create a new tradition, get it, get out the old. 
I love it. I love it. Definitely, man. It's so important for us to consider all of these different things, man. I've seen a few other ones, man. And just kind of let me know what you think about these. Somebody mentioned making a charitable, charitable donation or maybe volunteering your time um, to somebody who is in a different predicament and situation, right? One of the things that we don't always consider with grief is the fact that, yes, we're struggling, but man, I think because of the fact that our pain hurts so much, we tend to forget about other people who might be in the same space of pain as well. So uh, when, 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 when we are struggling, you know, uh, again, I guess it goes back to what I said about being a little bit more selfish, man. Um, some, you can't help other people unless you're able to help yourself. You know, it depends on who you are, because some people are strong enough to be able to help others. But if you know who you are, you know where you're at mentally and emotionally. If you feel like you can't help other people out or, you, you know, you feel like it's, it's too much of a burden for you, uh, focus on yourself. Definitely. No, I agree. I agree. And I think with that, you know, it, one of the things, though, that I think is so important um, in the focusing on yourself is with that piece of like the idea of going and volunteering or going and helping somebody else. Um, do you think that it's one of those things where you can find possibly a little bit of healing um, in your space because of the fact that you've maybe encountered somebody who has it just as bad as you, or maybe even worse, right? Not to compare the pain and the struggles, but just to say simply like, yo, like I was able to pull back and realize that, I'm still able to to give a gift to others that that man they would they would kill to have the position that I'm in even though I'm in a bad position. It's so funny. I one that's one of the, the most satisfying feelings to me personally. Uh -huh. um, I can't say everyone, but to me personally, is knowing I helped someone out, right? Knowing that I made an impact on somebody's life. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be something big. Again, man, like charity gifts, man. If you feel it, whatever you're able to give, you know, um, or whatever time you're able to, 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 you know, lend out, you're able to go down to a kitchen and, you know, make new people. If you're able to, you know, donate toys for kids that are unfortunate. I mean, it's the, the, the look on people's faces, man, like when you, when you, when you made an impact on their life, it's just, it's, it's really, you know, I get a great feeling from that personally. I can't speak for everybody, but honestly, I mean, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that to me. Uh, when you when you're able to help someone else and make the make a great impact in your life that's the whole point of the let's talk it out podcast man to help people out right right and that's so good man i think it's so important and it's needed man the work that you're doing with the podcast is so great hey let's switch gears real quick because i'm actually curious uh -oh. as as we're in this i want to ask you personally what is one area of grief that you've noticed um in your own life um in the past or maybe even in the present just in 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 what have been some of the most helpful practices for you with your personal experience? It was uh, December 17th. Uh, my cousin was killed, murdered two months ago in Chicago on his front porch. And um, it's, it's been, I mean, it's, it's still a journey. It's, it's still a battle because um, four years ago in, in October, um, his mom passed away. My auntie passed away. And just, you know, just making yourself available uh, for your family, you know, for, for my, for my, not my immediate family, but my cousins, you know, their, their sibling and, and um, that, you know, just that's my auntie's children, just making myself available to them, whichever way I can, you know, through counsel and through listening, man, it's nothing like when someone feels comfortable with you and they're willing to open up and just tell you everything that's going on with them, man, it's just, that's, it's so 
man, it feels, it makes you feel great to just know that they, they trust in you. So like, just again, being there for my family during the tough time. And it's like, it's really hard, man, especially the holidays. Like I said earlier, the, the, the traditions, you know, knowing that when you go there to the Christmas dinner or the Thanksgiving dinner and stuff like that, just, they're not going to be there, man. It's, it's really, it's really eye opening. But yeah. again, like I said, like I said, man, I mean, we do uh, the balloon release uh, or the candle lighting every year on the birthday. It's going to be a tradition that I'm sure we're going to start just, you know, again, just a, a thing of remembrance of this person uh-huh. you know, to make no, you feel. True. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, you, you understand, like, it's, again, it's, 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 this, <laughs> man, it's, it's crazy, you know, just, just, just think, think about that, you know, it's just like, it puts a lot of things in, in perspective. Yeah, most definitely it does. I think, uh, man, one thing that I wanted to throw in here as we are still focusing on phase one right now of this conversation was people who are dealing with grief. And I didn't talk about this um, on Monday's episode because I wanted to wait. Um, But this idea of uh, seeking gratitude, man, I think is so important um, for anybody that finds themselves in a space of grief. Um, Trying to find one daily thing to be grateful for throughout this holiday season. Um, I think that can be super helpful. Uh, Whether you need to take a picture of it, write it down, share it on a social media feed or whatever the case might be. Like, you know, just just one grateful thought, one grateful thing. Uh, Gratitude definitely has a great way of shaping how we approach our day. Um, and maybe even approaching some of the hardest moments, right? And so I, I think that's important, man. And that's that's what we wanted to to leave with you all. I want to switch gears real quick. What happens though if you find yourself in a position to where you don't even realize that you're grieving, right? Some people, and Trey, I know you can touch to this. Some people will literally be living out grief, and this is beyond just holiday season. This is in general. Some of us go through losses at the most unexpected time, change of job, we get fired, something different happens, and we are, we think that we're okay because we're still trying to truck through life like we normally would day by day, but what we're not realizing is that we're actually acting out in certain ways that are are a sign of our grief and we don't realize it. We're not really paying attention to it. We're just kind of saying, oh, this is just how I am in the moment because all of the stress X, Y, and Z. But what happens if the in the moment is actually that sign of grief? And so we want to break this down real quick and talk to those of you all who find yourself in this position. Um, I just wanted to throw something out here real quick. And uh, Alec, man, just go ahead and cut me off or jump in whenever you want to. But I, I'm a personal, okay. uh, like, I, I'm, man, I'm, I'm actually an individual who has gone through this step. Um, for the life of me, when I moved out to Seattle um, back in, a, in, in, in December of 2016, man, it was really basically the start of 2017 because we got up here like a day before New Year's. And, uh, man, that, that first Thanksgiving rolled around in 2017. It was my first Thanksgiving here. And it was the most mundane feel that I had had on a Thanksgiving ever. And, and I, I didn't realize it at the time, man. Like, I knew I had this yearning in my spirit to where I'm like, I miss my family. But it just felt so incomplete. I went and did the Turkey Bowl football game late that day with some friends from my church. Like, and it, But I just felt so disconnected. Dude, I ended up driving out to the outlet mall. Um, about 35 minutes from my crib at the time and I just walked through the mall and I had like fits of sadness fits of anger fits of just like I just need people around me like it was the craziest thing can I say something yeah go ahead 
I didn't mean to cut you off, man. You know, <laughs> even, though, even though you told me to. Um, <laughs> a lot of times we go through trauma or we go through something that, that that's caused a great deal of pain to us and we internalize it because we're living in a culture where everything, you know, if you express yourself, it's a sign of weakness, right? Like you have to just take it all in. You know, you have to take it all in and just be strong. That's what they always tell you, mm-hmm. right? So when you are internalizing this this pain and this grief, it comes out in other ways, right? Yeah. So like you you could be irritable or you know you could be you know sad for just like it's, it's you have to let you have to let the pain out. You can't just internalize it. You can't just be quote unquote the strong friend, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. are all people. We all have emotions. Our brains are wired the exact same way, right? Mm-hmm. Mentally, the same things for the most part are going to hurt us, right? Moving across the country is sad, man. You're not going to see your family that you spend so much time around all the time, right? That's sad. I got sad thinking about it, right? Because my family's in Chicago. I mean, granted, my mom moved to Nashville, but the, the, the grand scheme of thing is when you move to Seattle, you know, I'm not sure how long the drive that is. It's probably about, I think it's a three or four hour flight, but moving that far away from oh, yeah. your family. It's about a 30 hour drive, yep. <laughs> <laughs> moving that far away from your family is, is very traumatic, man. But I mean, again, people have to learn that we can't, we cannot internalize our feelings, right? You know, if you're grieving, you need to let it out. You know, get you a good cry in, man. Like, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, you feel so much better afterwards. But, and that was the interesting thing for me, though. Like, dude, I did not realize that in that moment, as much work as I do on the mental health side and counseling and helping people, I did not realize that I was actually grieving. Like, that was the craziest part. I went through that entire day, and it wasn't until about a week or two later where it really hit me. Like, yo, like, that was grief. That was like, that was pain from, from the fact that you had change and didn't recognize it. And this is so many of us in life though, right? Like we, we've got to be able to first identify and admit that that's even the space that we're in. Because like, I mean, you, you hit it on the head when you talk about like the things that we need to do, um, you know, in that change and in, in, in that space. But man, like, it's so many of us walking around right now that haven't even identified that that's what's going on in our heart. We, just, and we, we, we might be so used to dysfunction at times that we think it's normal. Man, I guess, again, like I said, man, it's this, this is a quote unquote, I want to be a strong person culture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to look weak for, for expressing myself. And again, I, I, that's another reason why I, I, it, everything is like, it's, it's connected, man. Like, so like even with mental health, right? Like people that they don't want to cry, let people know that they're having suicidal thoughts, you know, if they're just ideations or even just su- like anything related to it. They don't want to talk about it because they make that people are going to quote unquote judge them. And, and you know, they're going, they don't want to look weak. They don't want to get, you know, express themselves. Everything's connected, man. Grief. You don't want to, ex- you know, you, you, you just like, man, I'm just moving, ac- I'm moving across the country. And it's no big deal. I'm not going to see my family anymore. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Tough guy no, over real. here. So real. And I think too, man, um, so you know, there are a few things that I think we need to be able to do. If you were an individual that finds yourself in this kind of predicament, I think it's very important, first and foremost, that you learn how to identify. And the easiest way to identify is to be able to just take a step back, pay attention and look at your patterns that you've developed in your life right now. Asking that question too, though, are there things around me that have changed, right? Like I didn't realize how much my grandfather's death had affected me from a standpoint of life being different until we weren't doing Christmas parties at my grandparents' house anymore, right? And and for years, like, I just kind of went with the flow of things, but then, like, as you get older, you think about family, man, 
and you start having this soaking feeling. Um, man, and, and it might start at a certain time of the year. Maybe it's a certain song or something that, that, that hits you in the moment. I talked about that on my Instagram story this morning, man. One of my favorite songs, Baby, Please Come Home, popular Christmas song. But I'm like, yo, that song in itself is grief to the 100th degree. Like, that is literally somebody, like, grieving and yearning for somebody to come back. I don't know what happened in a relationship to where it got to that point where baby left in the first place, but all you hear is baby girls saying, baby, please come home. <laughs> like, yo, like, somebody is begging out here, bro. What's up? <laughs> and so I think it's important, man. Like, it, it could be a song that triggers a TV show, a particular movie. Dude, it's, it's down to the food around you. Maybe there was a dish that just reminded you of something that you lost or like for me, bro, like I had to get back on my grizzly out here of making sweet potato pies. Cause I missed home that much. <laughs> Yo, like, and I love my white friends out here, but the reality is folks, I hate eating pumpkin pie. That ain't something we do back in the Midwest. <laughs> no, that ain't it, man. That ain't I say, it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's got its place. Pumpkin pie is decent, but I'm like, man, until you get the sugar of the sweet <laughs> potato in your mouth, with that pie, listen. that this milk hit you, man. That, ooh, that, that one milk, man. Listen, <laughs> can't say I'm making macaroni and cheese like my mama do. Like, <laughs> no, nah, they look. They not. They skipping some steps, bro. Hey, <laughs> some ingredients. With that being said, and and I want to. In order for y'all not to put anybody off in a, in a space of grief this year, do not put cranberries in your potato salad. <laughs> Do not do it, okay? Uh, no raisins. No, <laughs> no raisins. raisins. No crepe. Listen, potato salad is good <laughs> by itself. That is totally off topic. I well, we're have <laughs> well, we're talking. We're, well, it's, it's all relative, right? So, like, it's funny you bring that up. Um, a traumatic experience happened to me when I remember I was a kid. I was probably like maybe seven, eight years old. And um, I was in the hospital. Not me in the hospital, but I was in the hospital waiting room. Um, my brother was getting checked on or something like that. And um, this sounds selfish because my brother was actually in the hospital, but I was in the waiting room and I bit into, they had, they had these cookies in. I thought they were chocolate chip cookies and I bit into them and they were raising cookies, man. That, that, that I would never forget that. That was, <laughs> to me, to up. me, I mean, I, I stopped trusting people. That's when I stopped. <laughs> that was the moment when I stopped trusting people. My goodness, I stopped trusting people right there because of that, because of a raisin. Wow, that is hilarious. <laughs> but no, and I think so getting back to getting back to our flow with this, I think it's important for us to identify. We've got to identify and we do that by paying attention to our patterns, being real with ourselves. Yo, we can't hold our own selves when it comes to the fact that some of the things that we have identified as, oh, this is just me or this is who I'm growing into. Like, no, like maybe it's not growth more than it is your pain masking itself as growth and lying to you, making you think that that's what you are in the moment. And that's really not the case. You're none of that at all. And so we've got to be able to get back to, uh, man, what we've had before when it comes to knowing our true self and being able to do right by our true self in that process. Um, man, and finally, bro, I want to switch gears to this last piece, which is the reality, some of us aren't grieving right? A lot of us might not be in the space of grief, but we might very well be connected to somebody who is. And in that, we've got to be able to talk about ways for those people to help individuals around them who are in the space of grief. And I know you got something for me here. I know you got something for the people here. What are some of the, uh, 
the the most common steps or pieces of advice you would give to people who aren't necessarily grieving, but they can be a help to somebody who is. Okay. Well, let's go back to what I said initially. Let's switch, let's switch the shoes around a little bit, right? Um, so pressuring someone to come out if they tell you they don't want to come out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, someone saying, you know, support their holiday choices or support their choice of what they want to do, right? So if a person who's grieving, they decide to, you know, they want to, they don't want to come to a party or something or come to an event. They want to stay in the house or watch Netflix. Don't pester them about it. You know, don't bother them about it. You know, don't send them pictures while they're at home later on while you're there. You know, respect, mm-hmm. respect their, their space because emotionally that's, that's what they feel like. That's what they feel like doing, man. That's, that's what they're comfortable with doing. That's good. Um, you know, invite, you can invite them. Them, but don't push right don't be that person that just again like i said earlier you, you have to say no people probably put you in an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. respect this person when they say no don't don't ask them why and start belittling their you know reasons for not right. coming you know yeah. respect that their plans might change they might say they go, they're going to come somewhere they say they might say they're going to do something but they might be like you know what they might last minute i don't know say i i, I can't do it no more you know I, I i don't feel comfortable doing it no more respect that man don't don't make them feel bad for changing their mind you know it sounds really it sounds simple but a lot of people don't get it no you're absolutely right man i think it's so important for us to just be mindful because we never know in that space and time and in that moment right we never truly know and i think that we've got to just take more time to pay attention to each other as people um during those spaces man and during these seasons where it's needed the most right we've got to learn how to be better people to people. And I think many times when we don't do this, um, this is the predicament that we tend to find ourselves in, right? Like we, we get so caught up and I think sometimes our intention and our heart might be in the right place, but um, we, we don't always necessarily pay attention to what the people are telling us, which leads us to the point of boundaries, right? We have got to be mindful of the boundaries of those that are grieving and understanding while we might be doing things with the greatest of intention, it might not be what they need in that moment. Right. And, 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 and I think with that learning not to take offense because we live in that type of society now where when somebody doesn't do what we want them to do, because we know in our hearts that it will help them, we can immediately switch up on them and that's not what they need. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) live boundaries, man, they're, they're huge. Right. So just real quick, you know, you can offer somebody help and support. Right. But don't push it on them. Right. Say, you know, um, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. But don't just like, you know, are you good? You know, just don't don't keep pestering about it. Just give them the offer and make sure that they have they're really, you know, they understand how serious you are about the offer. And then that really that means a lot to people. Just hearing, let me know if there's anything I can do for you means a lot to people Absolutely. that are going through the grieving process, right? I mean, they might need you to, you know, depending on who they are, they might need you to take them out for a beer or something, man, or you know, pick them up for Bible study. It depends on whatever they, you know, whatever they need from you, man. Just let them know that you're available. If you know somebody who's grieving right now. That simple gesture, just like we said earlier, you know, the simple gesture of, you know, giving these unfortunate kids toys, you know, toys probably cost you about less than $20, man. But to the kids, that's their world, right? That's yeah. that, that means so much to brighten their life up. They'll remember that for the rest of their life. Just something simple. No, that's real. We definitely got to be thinking about the seeds that we sow into people um, during these times, man. Not, not really sure what they're going through but how, how our actions can affect them, um, whether for the good or the bad. 
in these different seasons and times of seeing the grief that they might be experiencing. I think we've got to be able to take ourselves out of the equation, take our feelings out of the equation and understand that we aren't the problem. No, no matter how they respond to us in that moment, they're not mad at you. They're not upset at you. They're trying to figure this thing out the best way that they know how, right? And there is no blueprint that really says, this is how you grieve. I do believe that there is a blueprint that, that can show us how some methods that we tend to use in our grieving can turn out to be um, maybe not as beneficial. Uh, but but at the same time, like there is no set thing that says this is what it is from start to finish, top to bottom. And we've got to be mindful of that. For those of you all that do find yourself grieving, I would want to encourage you in this space right now to just pay attention to what you're doing on your day to day. Yes, you know what? Grieve how you may. You might be sad. You might have different feelings um, arise. But I think at the same time, it is something to be said about still being mindful of some doorways that can be opened during the process of grieving that um, that might not be the best for you in the long run, right? I've seen some people lose themselves in the grieving through gambling, right? Um, grieving through, uh, man, just spending money frivolously, buying things that don't matter, going broke, uh, gaining addictions, and, and that is not your life's call or purpose. Uh, Alec, before we go ahead and get off this podcast, man, I, I want you to just give a final word of encouragement to anybody, no matter where they sit in this conversation of grief. If you could leave them in anything, with anything, um, final words, what you got from well, I'm going to give you guys a final word. I'm also going to give you a resource as well. So my, my final word for you guys would be uh, be conscientious of your own triggers, right? I mean, you know what makes you feel certain ways. You know what you can't be around, what you can't do, and who you can interact with or what, you know, you know these things. So with you, when you become conscientious with your own triggers, um, it's easier for you to get through certain grief periods in your life. So Make sure that you that you understand your own triggers. Now, as a resource, like I promised, um, I have a, again, Richard Taylor says I have a podcast. I do. Let's Talk It Out podcast. You can find it um, on LTIO podcast on Instagram or on Twitter. Um, I always have conversations with people every day, almost all day, and just, you know, giving them advice and just talking back and forth, just giving them somebody to vent to. That's a great resource because not everybody has someone in their life mm -hmm. that they feel like that they can open up with and talk to, you know? So again, I mean, be conscientious of your triggers and there are resources out there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for that. And like you said, Y'all can catch Alec every week and actually every day because he does a ton of marketing and pushing this podcast, which is why it has hit the top 50 where? Netherlands? The Netherlands, baby. We out here. We out here. I'm about to move there. Look, I'm about to move there. They like me over there in the Netherlands. That's the kid from Chicago out here in the Netherlands with a top 50 podcast. There you go. So listen, make sure y'all check him out at LTIO Podcast on Instagram. Um, dude is, is, is amazing. Uh, for you sports fans, you can definitely tune in to him. Are you still running, uh, running with the bears podcast, man? Uh, every now, every blue moon, man. Um, lately they've been kind of disappointed and I've been so busy with LTIO. It's so funny, man. They're trying to get me to come back to the network and give my own podcast. I'm like, man, I don't have time to, to you know, follow and sports, right. Cause that's what I was doing. I can't really sports right right now, you know, yeah. but I, 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 um, I do keep up with it, you know, I just don't, I'm not really podcasting in the Bears football world anymore. 
I hear you. Well, if you want to talk sports with him, Alec definitely knows his stuff on the sports side too. Man, I want to thank you once again, brother, for tuning in to the podcast with me today, for coming on and just giving something. Uh, man, listen, for those of you all listening, you might not have been able to take everything away, but my hope and prayer is that you've been able to take at least one thing that you can utilize for yourself or maybe utilize for somebody else. As always, you're not losing a life, you're not failing, it's something between the dream. Looking forward to closing out with part three of this series on Friday with my homegirl, Jay Nicole, out of Jersey, also known as the Grief Bully. Um, we're going to end this thing off strong. And, uh, man, hopefully you all find yourself with the next two holidays coming up just in a better space as you learn how to cope and deal through all of it. Until next time, guys. Peace.